Welcome to Life Isn't Lived on a Spreadsheet with Ryan Potterack from Potterack Capital Advisory. You have unique values, objectives, fears, life experiences, and biases. Any financial professional who ignores or minimizes the importance of your story may not be able to help you achieve your ideal outcomes or hit your goals. It's time to experience the PCA difference. In this podcast, we help business executives, soon-to-be retirees, and solutions-based individuals overcome the anxiety leading up to their upcoming years. We do this by initiating in-depth discussions about the financial aspects of retirement, like tax planning and asset allocation, alongside, and often overlooked, personal and lifestyle aspects. Join us on this journey where we explore retirement from a contrarian point of view, as Ryan draws from years of expertise and guest experts to help you explore the true purpose of your money in retirement and the impact you want to make in your golden years. Now, on to the show. Taxes aren't just a one-day affair where you scramble to get everything ready for your tax preparer. No, if you're doing this correctly, taxes should be an ongoing process. Ryan Potterack knows what planning can mean to your retirement, too. I'm Patrice Sakora. Ryan, let's start with explaining the difference between tax preparation and actual tax planning. Very well. Uh, and uh, good, to, good to see you and talk to you, Patrice. And, you know, I, it's interesting with when I bring up maybe to a new, new prospective client or client about tax planning, if they have a good relationship with their CPA or tax preparer, they're like, oh, I already do that. And then it, you don't have to dig very deep to realize, yeah, it's just tax preparation, which means, you know, sometime in the uh, in the spring, if you don't have to file for an extension, you just give your tax preparer everything. And, it, and then the tax preparer does what I call historical arithmetic, mm-hmm. which that makes no impact on the actual tax year they're preparing the tax return for. And uh, and that's it's very, very common versus tax planning is, OK, what can we do during the current year? to have an effect on the current year before the current year closes out on December 31st. And so when, uh, you know, most people in the accounting industry that deal with tax returns refer to January through April as kind of their tax season. My tax season starts typically after Labor Day and certainly heats up in October, November, um, because we have a hard deadline on getting certain strategies done by December 31st every year. Right, because if you don't do it that year, there's no going back, right? Yeah, there. I mean, the only thing you can go back on is that doesn't come into play with a lot of people is if they want to make an IRA contribution prior to the filing uh, date for the previous year, so they can they can do that. But that that's that's small ball, basically. You mentioned IRA, which brings up the thought of a Roth account to me, which means you're paying taxes now. What what is the advantage to paying taxes now? Because wait a minute, don't we have this argument? Wait, when you're retired, you'll be in a lower tax bracket. And uh, one of the things also I like about tax planning, well, two two elements to it. One is there is some creativity to that 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 feeds because it's just and when I say that, there's just a variety of different strategies that may apply or not apply in each client situation. So that I like that aspect of it. Uh, but also it's much more fact-based in, in terms of, you know, looking at where a person is, their stage of life. Now, typically if they are employed and they're employed later in their career, commonly they are in a higher tax bracket than they will be in retirement. But it's still a conversation to look at, okay, where do you fall in the tax brackets? Because mm. a person, you know, right now where the standard deduction is, you have a married couple that has 
let's say a household income, gross income of you know 125,000, well, they're in the 12% tax bracket, which is exactly the same tax bracket for a couple that was that's making about half that. So it's a pretty wide bracket. So really, it's it's uh, people overestimate their tax bracket all of the time. And when you when you mention Roth IRA, one of the strategies we look at before the end of the year is doing a Roth conversion. And this is where you take traditional pre-tax IRA money and and convert it to a Roth IRA and whatever amount you convert. And by the way, you can convert, do a Roth conversion at any age, any income levels. There's no phase outs or anything like that. Um, but let's just as an easy example, if somebody did a $10,000 Roth conversion, that $10,000 that leaves their traditional IRA is subject to taxes in that year. And then in the Roth IRA, it grows tax-free indefinitely. And so part of whether, and that needs to be completed by December 31st. Mm -hmm. uh, so we would analyze the, 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 the couple or the individual's tax bracket typically later in the year and say, okay, let's say that they don't, they're not going to go to the next higher tax bracket unless they have more than say $15,000 of income. And so that would be a conversation. Okay. We've got about a $15,000 window that you could choose to pay taxes on this money and get it into a tax free position. So it is a very specific discussion to that couple or individual and is that that's one strategy, but it is almost ignored from my experience in the tax preparer industry and also in the financial industry. And it's specific, not just to them, but to that year as well, because their income could change the next year. Yeah, you can. Um, and there's situations where I look at as missed opportunities. You have, let's say you have a, I don't know, a, a high income earner in their forties and they decide for whatever reason, it could be a number of reasons that they have a gap in employment in a particular year. And it's not even on their radar conceptually that, uh, that they would do a Roth conversion or anything like that. But if if they have, due to circumstances, a substantially lower tax bracket than the years before or the years going forward, that is an opportunity to, you know, to go ahead and get the taxes out of the way at a very, very low tax bracket. So it's it's a healthy conversation for every individual and every couple when it comes to their wealth management. Um, and it may be a brief conversation in three or four minutes. Their circumstance, yeah, just you know, we could get really deep into this, but it doesn't it doesn't qualify, or or more. But it, that's part of how we help to uh, educate and establish a mindset with our clients in terms of what opportunities are there, possibly, and helping our clients notice that the value is in the discussion. And then if we take the facts, whatever, then we make decisions based on facts. Instead of looking back and say, oh, shoot, we should have done this or that. Yeah. Do you have any examples? Well, other examples of, uh, of, of tax strategies would be charitable giving. We help people out a lot. And, you know, that can mean a lot of things to a lot of people. But one of the, I think, the most efficient ways that people can give money to charity is if they are 70 and a half, if any of our audience out there has reached 70 years of age in six months, uh, they can do a qualified charitable distribution from their traditional IRA. And, and so in other words, they can send, let's say they wanted to give $10,000 to their church. 
instead of giving it from their checking account, which is after-tax money, they could give $10,000 directly from their traditional IRA to the church. That's not a taxable distribution to that client. Uh, of course, it's not taxable to the church or other charities because they're a church or charity. And if any of anybody in our audience is of the age where they have a required minimum distribution, this type of a transfer from your traditional IRA to a charity qualifies for that. So we have a, we have a lot of wealthier uh, clients that are of that required minimum distribution age. And they're like, I don't need the money, but the IRS mandates right. a withdrawal every year, you know, so that's, that's something specific, but I see that missed all of the time by the tax preparer that will say to their client, well, if you're going to donate to your church, you don't have, you don't have enough other itemized deductions for you to get any tax benefit from that. Um, so that's, you know, that's one we work with donor advised funds that gets uh, maybe a little bit in the weeds for this discussion, but it's a, it's another way for people of, of any age to take advantage potentially of the tax code with a, with a donor advised fund. And I think in short for, for this episode, if any of our audience is consistently giving even seven or eight grand a year consistently or more a conversation about around a donor advised fund or a DAF. There's so many acronyms in my industry uh, would be well worth their time. In your opinion, why do you think the focus is so much on gathering assets, accruing wealth, and there's really very little planning. It's just a matter of accrue, 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 no planning. Well, it takes more knowledge and more work, uh, which is to say more time. And in the industry, whether it's a commission-based financial professional or fee-based as we are, there's more of a direct line or link to compensation. And I'm just kind of spitballing here, but the, the value that a client feels from the planning is a bit esoteric at times. It's not, you know, usually in this industry, if you're a commission-based financial professional, there's a transaction, boom, you get paid. You don't get you don't get paid because you told them a Roth conversion was a great idea. Uh, same way in the fee based world, you know, fee based world typically, um, if you're getting paid on managing assets with a typical quarter quarterly fee, uh, that's not directly linked to advice. Now, mm -hmm. I find it linked in terms of long term relationships and incident. You know, sometimes you know. By the way. If I have a client who has a traditional IRA and we're talking to them about doing a Roth conversion, the the taxes for that strategy have to come from somewhere. So in effect, it it that when they pay the tax burden, they have less money with me managing. So one could say around the margins, there's less compensation if I'm doing Roth conversions. But in terms of maintaining a long-term relationship with a high level of retention as we do at PCA, and I enjoy it. I think, you know, real tax planning makes a tangible difference in, in people's wealth. How long does it take to uh, put together some tax plans and, and, and see them through? Like financial planning, I mean, it, it varies greatly. But in, I would say for clients that have a middle to more complex situation, that it would probably be 90 minutes to two hours in preparation. And then I'd have a, and then I'd have a discussion with that, that couple or individual. And, you know, I have to, I have to interject this Patrice is uh, I, I, 
I always find it funny and sometimes tax preparers and CPAs do is a lot of people, when they think of the person doing their tax return, if they, if they get a refund, they've got a great tax preparer. <laughs> if they, <laughs> right. if they have to write a check, they don't, even though for everybody in our audience, your tax burden is identical to the penny, whether you have to write a check or get a refund, it just has to do with your tax burden. Did you pay enough in advance? Um, so as to not have to write a check, you know, or did, so I, from a pure number standpoint, I tell clients in part to just engage some critical thinking is if you write a, the largest check possible to the IRS every spring without paying a penalty, that's the sweet spot because in effect, you know, you had that money all year to do with what you want or earn some interest where the opposite, if you get a refund, that is cash that you gave the government during the year that you got 0% on. But that is, I see that all the time in terms of the mindset. And I'm, and I'm talking about the most sophisticated, intelligent people out there <laughs> and others. I, I, I understand the mindset. I do. When a check comes in, you always feel good, right? Check going out does not. Oh, feel yeah. Good. Yeah. In the moment on that day. Absolutely. Yeah. But from a planning standpoint, it's the opposite. Well, I was also thinking of uh, people who come in at the last minute saying, oh, my gosh, Ryan, what are we going to do? Uh, we have this burden and, and I don't know. Help us. Can you look at this? I'm thinking of the time frame there again. Yeah. And so my team on my behalf I and mean, we're we have a lot of information on our clients. So we're certainly reaching out well and well in advance to discuss these strategies leading up. And, you know, if, if somebody were to get in touch with us on December 20th and, you know, say we have to do this, 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 I mean, we'll do our best, but you know, that's somebody who frankly wasn't listening. And, you know, I, I view all of our clients as partners. And so if I had a business partner in, in anything else, or you did, and they just kind of didn't listen, kind of blew you off. And then all of a sudden on their timetable said, Hey, I need you right now, drop everything you're doing. Um, now we have mutual accountability here. If we can get it done, that's one thing, but I guess that's, that's how we approach yeah. our, our client partnerships. And I'm sure you probably have had that happen. Somebody coming in at the last minute. Uh, we, we have been able to get it done anyway. I will still speak as I just did with you, with that client. And then behind the scenes, I'm talking to my team and say, hey, can we get this done? Can we get this done without making a promise that we may not be able to keep? And, I, and the reason I say that, Patrice, is that when we're dealing with our custodians, Charles Schwab and other financial institutions, we don't have all of the control here mm -hmm. at PCA over what they're asking for. To do a Roth conversion, that's an administrative process that has to be completed not just having intentions by December 31st. If it gets converted on January 1st, that's the next year. So I will I will speak as a stern, <laughs> polite partner. And behind the scenes, though, we're seeing if we can get it done. And if we do, then it's, hey, we've got good news. But we're not, you know, kind of under promise over deliver is, is I guess, in yeah. short, what that means. Yeah, I got that. All right. As we wrap up, Ryan, list, well, list for me or just, give me some great benefits for working with a wealth manager who focuses on tax planning and mitigation. Well, it's, it, there are sometimes the value, I think in advice and in this area can be rather lumpy. 
And what I mean by that is with a good CPA or a good wealth manager, maybe four out of five years, maybe three out of five years, their circ- the client circumstances are not such that it would make a, a big difference in these other areas. You know, we, we deal with the estate planning, the tax planning, all of that. But when it does, it's a it can be a major savings. You know, in the estate planning area, it can be it can be huge if you don't have your documents the way that they should be, and then somebody passes away or becomes incapacitated. You can't you can't fix it. So I think when I think of the wealth manager and what we do. It's really holistically being a chief financial officer, a CFO for the families that we serve. And, and that's just a very different approach. It's a very different mindset that we're coaching and training our clients to have. Very, very different than the wirehouses typically and others. I have never heard the technical term lumpy before. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, there are certain certain years and certain events that occur where very different planning, you touched on it earlier, is is appropriate. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Ryan, how can listeners reach you? They can always go to our website at potterack.net. That's P-O-T-E-R-A-C-K dot net. Uh, they can call our, our main office line, which is 704 704- three, six, six, five, seven, seven, six. And we're out there on social media with LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter. So I'm not difficult to find. We'd love to get acquainted with anybody in our audience who we have not already met. All right. Listeners do not wait till the last minute contact Ryan and follow this podcast to know when the latest episode is ready for you. Please share with others as well. And thanks for being with us. Thank you for listening to Life Isn't Lived on a Spreadsheet. Click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. To ask questions about topics covered during the show or get a copy of Making It Count, Life Isn't Lived on a Spreadsheet by Ryan Potterack, visit www.potterack.net or give us a call at 704-366-5776. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Potterack Capital Advisory. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. Potterack Capital Advisory does not offer legal or tax advice. Please consult the appropriate professional regarding your individual circumstances. Nothing contained herein is to be considered a solicitation, research material, an investment recommendation, or advice of any kind. The information contained herein may contain information that is subject to change without notice. Any investments or strategies referenced herein do not take into account the investment objectives, financial situation, or particular needs of any specific person. Product sustainability must be independently determined for each individual investor. Potterack Capital Advisory explicitly disclaims any responsibility for product suitability or suitability determinations related to individual investors. 